Hello, and welcome to another episode of Serendipity Girl. I am your host, Colleen, and I am on a quest, eternal quest, to find, discover, and think about, dwell on things that are true, but also noble, pure, right, just, excellent, and worthy of praise. I'm so glad you joined me. I hope to clock in at seven minutes today, and I am watching the clock, which means I'm doing everything from memory here. So, and it's definitely extemporaneous uh, happening here. So, today is Friday. So, I am starting some new things. I'm playing around here on this podcast. Shorter, more frequent episodes that are seven minutes. And today's focus is foodie or food, food fun Friday. I think I like that food fun Friday. So all of you foodies, you can celebrate because I'm excited about this recipe because anything that I can put in a crock pot or an instant pot. Now the instant pot, in case you don't know, is a pressure cooker that's electric and it's a lot safer and, um, because they used to explode back in the old days, but they've come a long way. So don't be afraid like I was, but instant pot, you can throw frozen chicken in it. And as long as you're cooking it for at least, uh, I think 14 minutes, you are good. Uh, it will, you don't even have to defrost it. So anything that I could do what I call a dump and run, because I do not want to spend all my time in the kitchen. There is just too much fun stuff to do. I'm no, you know, I, I am enjoying cooking more, uh, but yeah, I, this is a dump and run is great. So what does this have in it? Well, if you want the official recipe, you're going to want to go right now after you listen to this to the Facebook group I set up called Serendipity Girl Podcast Lovers for the full recipe. But let me just give you the gist. Throw into your instant pot. Uh, let's see. You're going to want to cut up an onion and then saute that sucker in some extra virgin olive oil or whatever oil you have on hand. And then after you saute it, I might even throw in some garlic. I'm not sure garlic's in there, but don't tell. So maybe the Moroccans won't care. But I want to put some garlic, get some aromatic stuff going there. And then while that's sizzling, um, you can get everything else prepared. Uh, You can throw in frozen chicken breast. Now the original calls for lamb, about one pound, but I have chicken breast on hand. You could throw frozen chicken breast in there. They will cook along with the stew in about 14 minutes or so. And this stew is going to cook for about 20 minutes. So you're good to go. Even if they're uh, slightly larger chicken breasts that are thicker. So let's see, uh, what else goes in there? Uh, chicken broth. I like to put a can of diced tomatoes and this can be plain or seasoned however you want, but you are going to put some good seasoning in there. A can of chickpeas, or if you don't have chickpeas, get creative and you can use something. I mean, that's more authentic, but you can put, uh, like I did last night, some white Northern beans, but the chickpeas are the best. And if we really want to go like, you know, Moroccan and you put harissa seasoning, don't forget the harissa seasoning. That is what makes it. Now there are people that will give you recipes to make your own harissa and that's probably even better. And you can like search on the internet for those, but I use store-bought harissa spice and you can just measure that with your heart as my daughter, who is an aspiring chef, uh, would say, measure with your heart. And 
I don't think it's too spicy, but then I do tend to like things spicy. So, you know, just measure a little bit. But speaking of measuring, uh, and that's, that is a wonderful stew, by the way. You can pair it with a, a grilled cheese, like we had a grilled pimento cheese last night. Or you can maybe dip some bread in it. Uh, non-bread might be good if you want to go like fusion here, Moroccan and Indian. Uh, they're not that far away from each other. So that is a wonderful recipe. But speaking of measuring... I want to leave you with a little something that I was thinking about. I was having what I call a quiet time with Jesus this morning and came across just a wonderful verse about the Lord's love for us. And before I tell you what the verse says, I want to set it up a little bit. What's the measuring rod that you use in your life? You know, that thing that tells you, oh, well, now I know I am enough. Now I know I have done enough. You know, I've spent my whole life carrying around a measuring rod and measuring, not literally, but uh, figuratively speaking, a measuring rod that I measure myself by. And a lot of it starts with when I was a child and I know my mom was only doing to me what was done by her mom. And so this was a little familial thing that was passed down through the generations. I don't think they thought about it, but it was kind of a perfectionism. It wasn't even kind of, it was perfectionism. And Even now, I look at my house right now, and I still have a suitcase from when I got home May 5th that I'm slowly getting things out of, and obviously, I just pick what I need out of it, but my room got to where uh, I started just throwing the clothes that I wore every day on top. If I washed and uh, dried clothes, then I would just kind of throw them on top. Well, I started getting piles of clothes. Now, I have more clothes on the floor of my closet and on top of my suitcase that I never completely unpacked then I have hanging. (laughs) And so it's gotten a little out of control here. And so I've been shaming myself because every day I'm like, today is the day that you're going to get it all up and on, you know, and all that. You're going to get your house back the way, you know, your mom taught you to do it. And mom would give me a list of things to do. And we're talking like major things on the weekend, like vacuum, dust. I'm sure she was busy during the weekend. I don't know what she was doing, but because I was at school, but vacuum, dust, clean the bathroom, iron her dad's shirts because he liked the way I ironed better because I was a perfectionist. Boy, did I get perfect at being perfect. Although you, you know, you can never be perfect, right? We just think that we're being perfect. It's, it's like the Greyhound dog race I went to one time in Jacksonville, Florida with friends. I will never go back. These poor lean dogs chasing, chasing, chasing a fake rabbit. And they never seem to realize that it's not real. Whatever it is that they're putting out there ahead of them to make them race, they keep chasing it. Well, that was me. That's been me all of my life. And whether it was trying to be as skinny as the girls at school or now the people in the uh, filter enhanced, what's up with that? That's not reality. Filter enhanced photos? I've got a relative who won't even take a photo unless it's filtered. You know that's not real, right? Megan Trainer is absolutely right in that song. It's all, you know, it's all about the bass, about the bass. No trouble, treble. She says treble, I think. Um, you know, the lyrics in that, I know they offend my daughter because she is a naturally slender person. And she says, well, mom, she's making fun of the slender people. And she's not really. She's just pulling back on these measuring rods that we use 
with comparing ourselves to others and feeling like we have to look a certain way, we have to act a certain way, we have to always say the right thing and forget that I, I, I can't, I try, I really try. <laughs> but we're, we're, what is the measuring rod that you're using? Because I could, like I was saying, I could do, once I did my mom's list and it was a mama gamma list. I mean, it was huge. And I thought, you, you've put some big things on here, Mom. And, uh, you know, I was in school and stuff, and I couldn't really understand why I was being asked to do all of this on the weekend. Because, you know, I need some time off from school and everything. And um, But I was. And I did everything but feed the birds. And bless her heart. <laughs> and I know, again, this was done to her by her mom. Because my grandmother did some really weird, wacky things to my mom. Uh, like... When she cut my toenails, she would very carefully scrape the clippings. This is my grandmother, who was very loving and kind to me. But she would scrape the clippings, put them in an envelope, seal it, and give me very, very strict instructions. Give this to your mother when you get home. And I'm like, that. well, that's weird. Grandma, why are we Why are we taking my toenail clippings and putting them in an envelope and giving them to mom? Well, I know now why she was doing it. She was trying to send her daughter a message. You're not measuring up. You're not taking care of your daughter. You're not cutting your daughter's toenails. Shame on you. And my grandmother was a wonderful woman. My mother was a wonderful woman. But we're all sinners. Romans 3.23. We all stumble in many ways. I don't know where that Bible verse is, but it's my new favorite. Because it helps me forgive people when they stumble. And that stumble hurts me. You know? And it helps me give grace to myself. Because God certainly gives grace. God is not the one doing this. But... Back to the list. I did for my mom. I did nine out of ten. And she looked, she said, well, I see that you did all the other chores, but you didn't feed the birds, did you? I went seven shades of angry, crazy. My dad had to come and sit down and be mediator. I mean, because I put everything I had into doing everything. And the only thing she focused on was the one thing I didn't do. Now, this isn't put my mom down day. That's to show you how much the perfectionism was bred into her. And she was just doing what her mother had done to her with the whole toenail clipping thing. Because shame can be, I think we often think that shame is a great motivator for losing weight. Actually, it's not. I mean, it might get the job done temporarily. But the Lord was telling me, why are you postponing joy because you don't like what you see in the mirror. You don't like what you weigh. you comparing yourself to the other people. You're, you're upset at yourself because you haven't unpacked your suitcase. Well, maybe it's because subconsciously I had such a great time on that trip. I don't want to unpack the suitcase completely because then it means that the trip really is over. And I know the trip is over. But boy, howdy, was it a great trip. It was a transatlantic two-week cruise. And then we had booked a trip to Disney with our daughter. And that was on top of that. So we flew in from London. It was all the way to Europe. Three weeks of glory. Oh, Europeans, you guys have got it right with the three weeks. But I want you to know, I'm still not back to normal after that three-week vacation. It was so wonderful. And uh, we didn't pay for the cruise. We didn't have the money. But um, our in-laws, my in-laws, wanted us to go with them, so they paid. So before you're thinking like, well, gee, wow, three weeks. Oh, she got a lot of money there. But no, no, they took us on that trip. And transatlantic cruises, oh, they're the bomb. So I may make Thursday's trip. Travel Thursday or Travel Tuesday, yes, because it goes better. Travel Tuesday. So, well, I lied. I said it was going to be seven minutes. It's now 12. I didn't mean to lie. <laughs> I just stopped looking at the phone. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> but I want to leave you with this thought. Like God was telling me. And like my pastor said a few weeks ago, and this thought is like a pebble in my shoe, and may it stay in my mind until I stop this nonsense. I'm going to go and have a good day today. And who cares if all my clothes are not out of the floor? Who am I trying to impress? My mom? I think now she'd say, oh, honey, go and have a good day. You'll, you'll get those clothes up. Get them a little. Don't despise the small. And that's something I felt the Lord was telling me as I was coming up the stairs. Don't despise the small because we perfectionists tend to be, well, i am got to wait for a big block of time to get it all done. That's that all or nothing thinking and that stinking thinking. Do a little bit at a time. Set a timer for 15 minutes. We can all find 15 minutes and work for 15 minutes. I got that from, uh, oh, Fly Lady. Wonderful lady who has a free website and all kinds of things that you can sign on for and all that. Um, she's great. She's been a lot of help to me when I'm actually doing it. Fly Lady, she'll send you emails every day. Now she has a fancy app. So, well, what God wanted me to know is the measuring rod that he wants me to measure myself by, he told me this morning after I read Psalm 103, verse 17, and it talks about um, the Lord's love for us, you know, and, and how it's it basically is eternal. And that his salvation he visits upon his children's children. That means that my precious little grandbaby who is on the way, God's salvation reaches all the way to him. And he's not even born yet. And and I just think that's beautiful. I mean, I, I'm still kind of trying to figure that whole verse out. But what I know what God was saying to me was, he said, let my love be enough for you. The measuring rod that God measures us by is Jesus if you put your faith in Jesus, Jesus' perfect performance and his death on the cross for your sins, he trades out our imperfect performance and our awful unrighteousness and our sin, past, present, and future. And he gives us, God the Father gives us the righteousness of himself, of his son, Jesus. It was applied to us at the cross and activated the moment that we accepted his invitation to put our faith in Jesus. And if you want to hear more about that, read the book of John and DM me or opine on the Facebook group that I've mentioned, Serendipity Girl Podcast Lovers. Or DM me, direct message me on Facebook, Colleen Weaver. We can talk more about it. But I want to leave you with that thought. And yeah, I got a little bit of work to do on the seven minutes. Um, I'm not known for being good with time. (laughs) So it's 15 minutes, but hey, it's a lot better than 53, 58, like some days I've been doing, and you guys are so sweet and cool to put up with that. But okay, so it's a 15 minute. (laughs) I'll aim for seven. If I aim for seven, I might get 15. (laughs) Well, I cracked myself up. Okay, go measure yourself by the measuring rod of Jesus. And if you haven't put your faith in him, Why the heck not? It's the best thing out there. Uh, You can do it today. And uh, just go talk to him. You know, you don't have to pray some magic prayer. Uh, There are prayers you can pray, but um, it's not the strength of the prayer. He knows your heart. And by the way, if you have any desire to come to him, he's already drawing you. You think it's up to you so much that you're like seeking him. We're so spiritually dead without him that we can't even seek Jesus unless he kind of like... um, 
activates us a little bit. And he deserves it. None perish. John 3.16. He wants everyone to be saved. So, are you included? Absolutely. Uh, If you choose him, he's already chosen you. That's a famous line from Kirk. What is his name? Kirk. Oh my goodness, he's a saxophonist. I'll think about it when I get off this thing. Oh, Kirk Whalem. Kirk, is it Kirk Whalem? I think it's Kirk Whalem from way back in the 90s. Yeah, some good jazz. He's good. He's a Christian saxophonist, I believe. And um, yeah, he put that on one of his album covers. If you choose me, and that's Jesus speaking, if you choose me, I have already chosen you. So put that measuring rod down, girl, boy, whoever you are. Um, put that measuring rod down and pick up the only one that matters Jesus, you can have the righteousness and perfection of Jesus, which means that if we blow it as we will as Christians, guess what? There's forgiveness, there's grace, and we're still going to aim to please the Lord, but it's not out of fear. It's not out of a, oh my, am I going to get an envelope of toenail clippings and be shame-based? No. And my mom and my grandmother, I'm sure they've had to talk about that and they've had a good laugh about it. And they're like, would you forgive me? I'm so sorry. (laughs) So y'all have a wonderful day. Have a serendipitous day.